Welcome to the Millionaire Way podcast with Sargam the energy guru I help successful people connect with their inner abundance using principles of energy to unlock their true potential helping them create massive success in their personal and professional life so that they can live their greatness I firmly believe that abundance is a state of being and each one of us can tune to create a life of prosperity and happiness welcome to the show hi shobha welcome to the millionaire we show with hi sargam thank you so happy to be here likewise and uh, you know it's it's a pleasure to know a fellow writer who's written like eight novels and uh, doing so much work in the space of writing inspiring so many of us uh shobha would you like to tell something about your uh, you know journey uh, okay yeah Sure, sure. I'd love to share with you, Sargam. Um, uh, it's like uh, I started out as a, as a child who had big dreams. <laughs> uh, always wanted to be uh, creative. I was very imaginative, and uh, from childhood, I always had these stories in my head. And being an only child, I had the comfort of books. So from there, I evolved into uh, writing. and developing myself in that area but i never really acknowledged that part that creative side of me i would just write little notes i used to read uh, books and read the newspapers and some articles would really um touch me and i would i would love the way the author would write and then i would have my little notebook and copy that segment down and reread it because i just loved the way that person expressed themselves so you could say my journey um started stopped in uh, in the writing space started stopped because uh we are conditioned as women from my generation to be uh, focused on being a good housewife a good mom uh, and uh, to be available you know to the family the extended family and uh, i i followed all that side of uh, that journey which was the expectations from elders and family and parents mm-hmm. and then uh, i realized there's something nagging at me that i that still made me feel that i'm still not fulfilled there's something else i want to be besides being a mom and a housewife and a daughter and a daughter i want to be something more Yeah. and then i realized it was the writing so i started writing from there did some freelance work then wrote short stories joined writers groups <laughs> and then evolved into writing novels and here i am today i would say 25 30 almost 30 years down the road <laughs> with this dream and pursuing it and living the dream so i'm very i'm very grateful for that and happy to be here wonderful you know it's so inspiring to meet a woman who you know who is following or pursuing her dreams and you know the more they do it the more they inspire other women to do so hats off you know for taking that uh, uh, you know path in your life and then uh, you know doing what your heart desires so you know uh, you like you said early on there was this creative passion of writing and uh, being the only child um so so books was a natural part of you yes and being yeah as an introvert no sargam i mean i'm not um, not easily 
I, I couldn't socialize very easily. I, I, it took me a bit of time to make friends. Mm-hmm. And as an introvert, I found more pleasure in reading and more um, uh, time uh, spent in uh, learning about, uh, like my my favorite were Enid Blyton books as a child. So <laughs> all these adventures with uh, what was happening with these uh uh, you know, these groups of little kids going around and um, solving crimes or solving uh, puzzles. Uh, so I just love that kind of uh, storyline. So, yes, um, you could say that uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed reading. I enjoyed reading books a lot more. The writing part came a little bit later because it was sort of um, um, a sense that if I love reading this and I love what the author has done to inspire others, readers like me. Mm-hmm. I wish I could write like that so I can inspire others with my stories and my way of expressing, you know, my imagination or uh, my thoughts. So that's where it suddenly came about. It was it was uh, a journey where I felt it was out of my comfort zone. I, I was not sure I could do it. Mm -hmm. Because we always doubt ourselves when we try something new. Yeah. Yeah. So so when we when we have that doubt, that fear, um, the desire has to outweigh that fear, that uh, that drive, that motivation has to outweigh that fear so that we can pursue the goals. Because there is there is there are the part of the journey is to make mistakes, to learn from it, to develop from it. So. Uh, along the way, there have been critical reviews of my books, which is always part of the journey. When you're out there and your work is out there, people are not always going to love your writing. So it, it's part of the process. Yeah, I, and I think most of the time people avoid criticism. They just want to be loved mm-hmm. and uh, you know appreciated. And um, but the world is not like that. So you know you have to be ready in order to accept criticism. And I think that 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 is where your self-esteem comes into picture. If you have good self-esteem, you know, what other people say may not really matter to you. You can always learn. You can always take it, um, you know, uh, with with the conviction that I'll improve upon myself, right? That's absolutely true, Sargam. What you said right there, you hit the nail on the head that if you have a healthy sense of self, uh, unshakable sense of self-esteem, even if you falter, even if you made a little bit of a mistake, or even if you get critical reviews, you will be able to go ahead, you know, learn from it and say, it's okay, I made a mistake, I'm human, I, I know this is an experience for me to learn from and then develop myself. So you're rightly said that the conviction that we have of our ability is important that helps us to drive us forward. But if we falter, we feel that, oh no, I better just give up, then then that's the part of the self-esteem that needs to be developed. Yeah. Yeah. So also Shobha, you were writing, you know, uh, mostly uh, fiction early yes. on, and then you moved into nonfiction. So how mm-hmm. did you decide that, you know, uh, because, you know, fiction is like your own world, you know, you create your own world and then moving on to nonfiction and your, uh, you know, recent book, uh, which is uh, Reboot, Reflect, Revive, Self-Esteem, on Self-Esteem. So from inner world or inner selfie world, you selfie know. World. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so that's a very, very apt topic at this point of time because, you know, most of us are living that selfie life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we want to avoid the practical or maybe the 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 world that is. You yeah. know, so it's, it's escape for escape for most of us, you know, yes, uh, yes. living that kind of life. So how, how did you make that transition? How did you decide? Okay, so from uh, writing uh, eight novels and then... Uh, uh, it just happened organically. It just uh, worked out that uh, I I used to go to Pune a lot in um, uh, to visit my parents living there, mm-hmm. and the the Sadhu Aswani mission is also based in Pune. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a follower of Sadhu Aswani per se, but I love the wisdom and the um, how would you say the teachings of uh, Dada Vaswani mm-hmm. and turned out one of the disciples there and uh, the devotees, they requested if I could write a book on Dada Vaswani's life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just so touched by that. And I said, do you know that I write novels that are a little bit on, the, uh, you know, violent thriller, suspense, adventure side? They said, no, no, we are okay you please go ahead and write about Dada Vaswani. His life uh, was an adventure and uh, it's an adventure in spirituality and write it from in a way that the youth will uh, resonate with it. They will um, understand um, his teachings from their perceptions, from their generation. So I said, okay, sure. And that's where it started my journey into nonfiction. And obviously nonfiction, you have to be absolutely careful with every fact and every expression and every um, teaching that I mentioned in the book and analyzed and um, you know, gave my perception of it also had to be accurate mm-hmm. because you cannot um, misread um, a teaching or a piece of wisdom written by such a great humanitarian as Dada Vaswani. Nice. So um, that took that was a challenge, but I put my um, my whole heart into it because I said I want to get this right because it's somebody um, who is so um, loved by millions of people and looked up to by millions of people. So I did not want anyone, any uh, follower or disciple to feel mm-hmm. let down by what uh, was expressed in the book or what I shared in the book. Yeah. So that that was a learning curve for me. It was out of my comfort zone again, but I pushed myself and kept doing it and rewriting, rewriting. Sometimes some chapters, especially deep topics like karma, mm-hmm. uh, has to be written in a way that it's a broad subject, right? Karma and um, it has to be correctly uh, expressed in the book. So that took a bit of time to uh, understand. And uh, after it was over, I um, I was obviously relieved that it was over and everyone approved of it. You know, uh, it was vetted by the Sadhu Aswani mission, the disciples, devotees, they all read it. Um, but after that, I suddenly fe- felt this lingering sort of sense that there's a vacuum in my life because this was something I would do every single day and my mind was always on the book constantly and then um, 
After that, I wrote another non-fiction uh, book. This is about a couple based in Hong Kong who adopted a baby from India and their journey. So it was a heartfelt journey about unconditional love and the love of a parent um, who really wanted to bring that child home to Hong Kong and how, what they went through. So that was a, also a lovely heartfelt story. And I then felt real life stories, people have such amazing uh, personalities that I wanted to share after that. I said, now I can't go back to fiction. I want to write nonfiction. Um, so then the self-esteem book came into the picture. And in this book, I've written inspiring stories. I've interviewed a number of people mm -hmm. uh, from different walks of life and who've experienced self-esteem issues as a child or as an adult and how they overcame it. Because the symptoms of self-esteem, like low self-esteem can lead to um, mental health issues. Nice. So how they, yeah, how they dealt with it, how they overcame it, how they uh, developed themselves. And uh, that was also a learning experience for me because then I came to realize that I struggled with low self-esteem. Um, so, all so, do. Then, <laughs> so then self-esteem in a selfie world became so appropriate as a title because we all practically live in social media constantly. We are yeah. onto our phones, our mobile devices are with us all the time. So when we keep scrolling through um, social media sites, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, then we feel, oh, something, you feel this lingering self-doubt that, oh, I'm not good enough, or I should be like that person, or I should do that. Um, so then we start comparing ourselves to others. Then from there, it becomes um, a spiraling issue yeah. because then we right. think about it, yeah. Yeah, so I remember, you know, uh, like you said, comparison, there's a beautiful co uh, quote saying, comparison is a thief of all joy. Yeah, correct. You know? <laughs> and I, I feel, um, you know, I personally, as a as a coach myself, and, you know, knowing energy uh, quite well <laughs> from, mm -hmm. from, from what it does, you know, the thought of comparison, or maybe the thought of, uh, self-doubt or uh, uh, low self-esteem all of this uh, creates a lot of uh, diseased energy in your body you know we don't even yeah. realize this we think at, at a superficial level maybe you know it's just related with emotions mm -hmm. but the body feeds on emotions mm -hmm. and if you are constantly supplying emotions like you know you're not good enough you you are um, you know you're not better than others all of this you know leads to illness of the body Correct. and like you mm -hmm. say you know it, it may start with the mental illness and people don't even realize it mm. so so how can a person you know yeah. because you being now an authority on this topic how can a person start on their journey of self-esteem firstly you know knowing the signs mm -hmm. what are the signs and then what are the steps that they can take if we get, if you can share a little bit about that. Yes, yes, sure, sure. Of course, because uh, a lot of it is the awareness part of it. Yeah. So I was uh, through my whole um, upbringing and my way of thinking um, because of my conditioning, I was always uh, hard on myself. 
So when I got this awareness that I'm setting very high standards for myself, you know, standards of perfection that I will not reach. And if I reach, if I don't reach it means I'm uh, a failure, you know, it's yeah. not about the, the work that I do. It's not that the work was a mistake or I made a mistake in the work. It became mm -hmm. that I became a failure. So it was always redirected inward as that I am not good enough. Mm -hmm. So the way to do it, of course, is to have the awareness of these kind of thoughts. Mm -hmm. That if you're in that loop of saying I'm not good enough or you have an inner critic where it's always saying that, oh, you're too fat, too thin. You look in the mirror and you say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not perfect or things like that. Then uh, you just catch yourself thinking that thought when mm -hmm. you're in that moment. And then you... Uh, use that thought and imagine it disassociated as a cartoon character, like a Mickey Mouse or something saying, oh, I'm so fat, I'm so thin. You know, kind of turn it away into oh, wow. a comedy scene and say, oh, oh, you know, ignore, ignore, you know, this no. character is coming into my life and trying to make fun of me. Ignore it. So, yeah, that's making light of it. But the, the way to do it, obviously, is to uh, catch it when it's coming up in your mind and then when it comes into your mind obviously your body tenses up your breathing is uh, shallow um, the senses you're, you feel in your body like you so rightly sa said you know the energy in the body changes the way you're yeah. it translates into a kind of a physical ailment so we need to be observant of that thought and then um Ask the question why, okay? If I'm saying I'm not good enough, why am I not good enough? I've achieved so much. I've accomplished so much. Yeah. In which era, area am I not good enough? Okay, I need to fix, I need to learn how time management maybe. I need to be, get better at practicing more of uh, the coaching experiences or learn more from the tool book. So developing myself is... Um, is part of the constructive criticism that comes into play. So when we think in our minds that we are not good enough, challenge that statement into a question. Yeah. Ask why, why am I not good enough? What is it that I can do better? And then um, the third way is uh, compassion. Mm. Know that everybody's uh, journey is uh, not perfect. We living in a life where uh, the human experience is uh, imperfect and we make mistakes. We are human and to accept them, to, to forgive ourselves for them and be compassionate. So that's where self-love comes in, the self-compassion, mm -hmm. the understanding for the self. Like we wouldn't speak to our friend in that harsh tone right. that we speak to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So why, why are we speaking to ourselves like that? So be a friend to yourself. So I guess it all starts from the awareness of that one thought that um, drives us into that direction of low self-esteem. Yeah, great. And I love the idea of, of, you know, creating a character out of it and be aware of that character and make, you know, make fun of it. Because most of the time when we don't question why, you know, for a passing thought, uh, it can do a lot of harm because yeah. you might just start believing in it without even giving the justification for it to yourself. That's true. And that's the mistake that most of us do. And even it's, it's not even about you. Sometimes other people say things to you, mm. right? And you start believing it. You yes. Start getting hurt. 
without even analyzing that uh, comment or question or whatever they are throwing at you. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, it's time that people, you know, take the control of their life back to themselves. Yes. By, yeah, by by being in alignment, by being, um, you know, reflective or ob- having that observation about their own life. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's the important, uh, you know, takeaway from, from uh, this question that yes. uh, develop the habit of self-awareness. Yes, yes. Like, don't let anyone else write the story of your life. Absolutely. You hold a pen, you write your story, how you want it which direction you wanted. So that's one of the things I learned from Dada Vaswani, which was the great takeaway from his stories that we control our destiny. Every thought we think, every Mm -hmm. word we speak, every act we perform, every desire we have is writing or planting the seed of the story of our Mm -hmm. life. And therefore we can change it. If we change our thought, we change um, the other parts of the way we think, the way we make choices and decisions. Mm-hmm. So it's all stemming from how we think in, in a way. Yeah. Wonderful. So, um, Shobha, um, I'm sure, you know, uh, while writing all of these things, like you said, you also went through a journey of self-doubt. You also went through self-esteem issues and some, uh, you know. So how do you master your inner game now? You know, it's it's wow. a thing like you. Yeah, I think it's it's a journey. I go through that. I have bouts of um, self doubt. You know, sometimes I'm motivated. I get very excited. Sometimes I feel, oh, should I do this? Am I good enough? Uh, we all go through that. Fair enough. But then when I uh, feel that I'm getting into the zone of self doubt or setting very high standards for myself. Then I take a step back and sort of disassociate and um, put myself in the observer position that what is it that I want to achieve and why am I so hard on myself for it? So I would say the journey is constant reflection, constant um, um, understanding of the self that uh, we need to be kinder. We need to be more um, um we need to allow ourselves space yeah. to, to make mistakes, to grow, to develop, and not to crush ourselves because of the mistakes. We think back and feel guilt mm-hmm. and we feel regret or we feel that we could have done something better. In hindsight, everything can be said, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that, but <laughs> it's uh, it's been done, it's done. It is what it is, so we have to look at the future. And I think as a coach, Sargam, I, I think that's what, how you would guide your clients, isn't it? To look in the future yeah. and not, not to dwell on the past. So so that's what I'm, I do constantly every day to look in the future and see how I can help others develop awareness of their self-esteem and how relevant it is now in this day and age because of social media and we are so connected you know right constantly we are connected with the world like 24 7 it's there's so much competition also in the workplace in for students to achieve certain uh, you know levels of uh, grades or get into the best universities do the best in their life it's constantly like a race so that that kind of um, 
understanding of each individual is so important for themselves that they are unique they are capable of yeah. achieving what they want to achieve but it's their story they have to write it themselves i agree and you know most of the time when uh, when probably we are running our own race and uh, we try to think that okay there is no com- competition then there comes a thought are you being complacent <laughs> that's also true are you too comfortable in your zone <laughs> yeah so so you know we have to be really mindful of uh, and very clear about what you are capable of doing and uh, how you can do it and sometimes you know you just have to slow down sometimes you just have to you know catch up pace but it has to be your decision it has to be you know self induced rather than your yes. environment telling you or your competition telling you i think it has to come from within and if we start imbibing that uh, more and more mm-hmm. that is where your true self will unfold that's what i feel you know people don't realize this but uh, you know the more you're connected and in alignment with yourself mm-hmm. uh, the faster will be your progress correct but if it is induced from outside you know through pressure or through competition you will always be disconnected with your you know true self or your higher self as we call it so yes. so we really need to be or find that alignment within before mm-hmm. we set out to you know master anything or maybe you know um, do any kind of creative work or we are trying to put ourselves outside because the world is there to judge you <laughs> Yeah, constantly <laughs> so we have to be, we have to be strong thick skinned and just keep the focus inward like you said it comes from within ourselves you know yeah. a lot of the answers we can get is from within ourselves absolutely and i think self esteem and self love is uh, is a journey you know it mm. takes time it doesn't yeah. happen like that and you slowly gradually have to understand your own psyche most of the time we do not have awareness about our own self and that is what leads to these problems in our life mm-hmm. the more uh, you know like i said uh, you know just the way you understand your child or your friend you know mm-hmm. or the people you love you need to understand yourself yes yes exactly give that much time to yourself as much as you would give time to everyone else yeah. so like we we are as uh, women mostly in our generation uh, taught that give everybody the attention whatever you have to do for everybody else so we always put everybody else's needs in the forefront and then our needs take a back seat mm-hmm. so it's not being selfish it's not being arrogant if we take care of our needs also because absolutely. then we if our cup is full then we can spill that love out to everybody else absolutely yeah if our cup is empty we we also will feel that oh why should i do this for this person you know you feel bitter that you yeah. didn't follow your dreams or you didn't pursue a goal in life or you didn't attempt something that probably you wished you could have done then that regret that bitterness holds you back and um, the love doesn't come easily then for others absolutely you know in terms of energy we say you know when you're happy the energy is expansive you know when the energy mm-hmm. is expansive it is easy to give and when yeah. you are doing it out of sadness you know it is uh, it is contraction you know your energy shrinks and when your yes. energy shrinks you always feel you do not have enough so true so true sargam that's that's it i think you've got the key 
to how we we need to develop ourselves the yep. point is that if we can be find a that little uh, direction or that goal or that little dream that we and you know motivates us to get out of bed enthusiastically to do what we want to do um yeah. those are those small key moments that help us develop and understand that yes we we owe it to ourselves to be happy yeah it's not, it's not uh, we shouldn't feel guilty if we are happy we should be happy life is about being happy <laughs> isn't yeah. it sharing happiness that absolutely yeah. i feel you know more the people are happier more the planet becomes happy and you know we yes. all are happy so it starts with happiness your happiness <laughs> yeah <laughs> so true yeah so you know um, shobha one more question you know you you've written non fiction stuff you've written uh, fiction as well you know uh, there is a way we define success you know mm-hmm. in the terms more money is success more fame is success power is success mm-hmm. but you know um, like you being a life coach and uh, me being an energy coach mm-hmm. i feel there is there is more subtle success you know that lies uh, in winning the inner game you know in in uh, or the psychological part of success so what mm-hmm. according to you is uh, the the psychological or the energetic blueprint like i call it of mm-hmm. success for um, success in your life mm, i love that sargam the energetic blueprint i like that it's it's, it's very very good it, um it resonates uh, so so if i was to share a little bit about my journey as an author i was always striving uh for recognition uh to be on a best seller list i was just striving in that direction later on i came to realize that the actual journey of writing was brought me the greatest fulfillment the the journey that actually when i'm writing a book and um, developing the chapter or rewriting it and coming up with different ideas that is for me success that blueprint is actually the journey not the actual end game not the actual you know completion of the book but actually the process of going through it so i would say the for me the blueprint uh, of uh, uh, feeling successful is the joy within the having a purpose having uh, a goal um, but not worrying about the the results of it like yes i may not be on a bestseller list uh, i may not get recognition i may not get that wonderful uh, award or that uh, how would you say it that uh, lots of royalties Glory. in terms of monetary <laughs> in terms of monetary success uh, but i'm very happy where i am why because that for me is success when you feel that sense of contentment that yeah. i didn't waste a a, a moment um, i didn't give up on a book i pursued all my uh, you know dreams and goals i'm blessed with a very supportive family <laughs> who noted my you know i get a little creative you know uh, streaks where i just want to hide myself in my room and write all day so very supportive family that way uh, but i i would say that, that that's success is when you find that one thing you love to do and you do it with passion even if it means you know there's nothing at the end of that journey you still do it because you love it 
Yeah, I think, you know, like I keep saying, follow your joy, follow your joy. And, yeah. you know, um, I'm gradually realizing that, you know, following your joy, it might be sounding cliched, but, uh, but that, you know, happiness of uh, waking up every day with a sense of purpose mm. is, is what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. And your purpose may not be the purpose of your life. It could be yeah. the purpose for a month, the yes. purpose for a year. And Correct. you're excited every day waking up to it and just doing your best for that you know, purpose for the month, purpose for the day, whatever it is. And yes, yes, that yes. sense of fulfillment. And most yes. of the time, you know, we, we delay it saying this may not be the purpose. Mm, mm. and I have to prepare for the purpose and that day gets uh, you know postponed to a year and then postponed to half a decade and then at the end of your life you keep wondering I did not take that first step you know yeah it's true it's that first step that yes it is scary like I'm scared to uh, speak in public or in front of an audience that's a fear I have but I this year I did five different things that help me overcome that fear but if I if I didn't do it I would have continued to postpone it but I felt that no I have to break out of that fear and face the tiger head on (laughs) and that tiger is there for everyone so you know like I I do a lot of uh, video uh, video um, you know interviews and but if I stop for a month yeah I have to restart you know, mm. I, that self-doubt will start creeping in. You yeah. know, I feel the same kind of uh, butterflies in my stomach when I have to do that interview. But once it's done, you are again in the flow. Yes. I think yes. this could happen with anyone. It's not, uh, you know, uh, mm. like... Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, for something small. It could be, you know, for people who are in Hollywood, Bollywood, who do it day in and day out facing the camera. They can also be, you know, doubtful about maybe doing an interview, maybe, you know, being on a podcast. So yes. it's all about overcoming that resistance within. Mm-hmm. Correct, so correct. Yeah, I think that wonderfully, you know, answered. Okay, uh, so, um, you know, um, because you've also been in touch with um, the spiritual part of things with your book. And I'm sure, you know, when when you're writing the biography of uh, such amazing, spiritually enlightened person, um, what do you think uh, is the importance of having, uh, you know, your connect early on with spirituality or uh, having something to anchor or hold space for you apart from, the physical comforts and people around. Hmm. Yeah, I think that faith is very, very um, important. It's like oxygen, literally. It's mm-hmm. knowing that innately that you are connected connected to a higher power, to the divine, and knowing innately that whatever you do, you'll be guided. There is a guiding um, hand above you. So... That's so important, I feel, in anyone's journey in life and also for self-development. Because when we have moments when we feel weak or rejected, dejected, uh, we who do we turn to at that moment? Because really nobody's words can make us feel better. Nobody, whether it's our closest loved ones, none of them can bring that solace within unless we 
can actually connect to the inner part of ourselves and know that there is this divine hand that's guiding us and maybe it's a lesson to be learned and that's why we are feeling this way. So it's a lot to do with acceptance and um, spirituality is uh, is not it's not a crutch it's not yeah. uh, being weak and then depending on god and saying take over my troubles no it is facing our troubles knowing that okay god gave us these troubles or we are experiencing these troubles and that we have the right attitude or the strength that comes from deep within us the strength we harness from a divine power so a lot of um my personal spiritual um connection is uh, is not that i only pray in the morning and that's it it's like knowing that if i tap into myself i can feel connected mm-hmm. i can feel that somebody's out there taking care of me and if i'm faltering i can get the strength to pick myself up and carry on mm-hmm. and how do you use this connection you know in especially in your writing like especially for those who are inspired to be writers and you know who want yes. to start the first book so how, how like can you share some guidance on how can they start and is there a way to connect in, or tap into their higher power so that you know they the work that they create is in alignment with mm. their higher purpose any any technique on that Okay so so the first thing i would do is uh, i would say that first any book that you start even for me it's 11th or 12th book mm-hmm. i still feel that sense of anxiety oh no it's a blank page what am i going to start writing so it always happens like that so except that's normal mm-hmm. if you have that anxiety it's good consider it it's a good thing mm-hmm. and then uh, use that um, sense of within that confidence within that you know what you want to write about already like a even if it's a vague idea even it's like literally one word comes to mind just put it down from mm-hmm. that word uh, i assure you more will flow mm-hmm. it will just flow because you are that word maybe is like the magic word that connects you aligns you to some something bigger like a bigger a uh, um, paragraph or a bigger storyline that's emerging out of you so just start with that one word and then you'll see how it comes up more words come more ideas will flow they'll correlate they'll interlink and then you keep writing and writing and then uh, once you've written the whole thing don't edit in between because it's a habit when you see that first paragraph oh no no good edit delete <laughs> don't do that yeah it happens very often with writers that they just write and edit write and edit no write the whole thing write at least 5 10 pages first and where or write one chapter first and then go back and edit and maybe you need to shuffle some paragraphs move things here and there edit maybe there's some repetition you can rewrite that bring in more new ideas in but uh, when you write don't be critical don't use the other side of your brain and be critical just use the imaginative creative side and just keep writing wonderful also one more thing you know i've seen a lot of people when they uh, when they want to write or they begin their writing journey um you know i've seen people saying are you ready to write a book 
<laughs> you know, do you think you have enough experience to write a book? And those are the kind of questions that at times, you know, people would just delay that process of writing, thinking, you know, when I'll be 60 and I have that kind of experience, that is where I, you know, I'll start my writing journey or I'll write my first book. Mm -hmm. So, so do, do you buy into that, to, to those ideas? No, I don't. I said, because <laughs> the point is that if you have in your heart uh, a need to write that book, nobody can nobody can tell you that, oh, uh, are you ready to write the book? No, you're ready because you have that in your heart, <laughs> in your mind. It's there. Uh, so you just what you do is like how they say, if you don't practice, you don't know your mistakes. So keep writing. The more you write, the more you learn about where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, what you need to develop, how to write better in which area. And maybe the story that you have to share is important for everybody to um, you know, learn from. And uh, maybe that person who asked you that question is the one who needs the story the most. <laughs> Wonderful, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, write that book, whoever it is who has a has a desire to write, just write. I, I believe in that. And don't tell anyone you're writing because if you feel that you're going to be getting negative comments, then you will feel like, oh, I'll stop my book now. And you leave it for halfway and then you never get back into it. Yeah. So when you're writing a book, ideally don't share too much with people. Mm -hmm. Just keep writing it. And then when you completed it, then you can share to the world, okay, I've written a book. Now I need some editing help or now I need to know what to do about it. Um, ideally, that's the best way to go. Yeah, so, I think, you know, any creative work is, is subjected to, you know, in the energy world, we call it psychic attacks. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, people send in those negative energies at times. So yeah, you have to be protective about it. Like, you know, when you're, when you're um, expecting, then it said that for the first three months, don't tell anyone. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so this is your baby. Your book is your baby. Just keep it close to your heart and just give yeah. it a lot of love and just keep writing. That's Absolutely. It. That's a great piece of advice, Shobha. And I think it's coming from you who's written so many books. And your first book is not the end of your writing journey. Mm -hmm. so even if you're not prepared, you know, it probably you are being prepared for your 10th book. <laughs> keep writing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, you allow the universe to guide you forward. So it's, it's, uh, I never expected to write 11 books, but yes, looking back, I only expected the three, then four, then, you know, I never expected. No, then it just, I allow that energy of uh, whoever wants to share something. And if it develops into a book, it's fine. I'm, I'm ready to do it. Wonderful. And, you know, especially when it's coming from you, uh, who has written, you know, around 12 books, uh, people will get more hope on, you know, if you have have the urge to write, go ahead and write. Yes. You know, don't think about that. This has to be the book for you. You know, probably yeah. it's the preparation for maybe what is coming in future and writing. I think uh, any art, any creativity improves with practice. Yes. So just allow yourself to be expressive and just see what, how you create and enjoy the entire process. Like I said, you know, enjoy that process of writing because it's not the book that will give you the happiness, but the journey of writing it that will bring joy and happiness in your life. 
Yeah, so so like it's like I think I mentioned somewhere that it's um, my journey in writing didn't just develop my skill set, mm-hmm. but also my mindset. Wow. So with each book, I changed. I mean, I'm not the same person I was two years ago or three yeah. years ago. So with each journey of whatever journey you take, whether it's writing a book or art or painting or, you know, being an entrepreneur or anything, it is developing you as a person as well uh, facing obstacles learning your strengths weaknesses what's your potential also so you develop as a person and then what you develop you set an example mm-hmm. to others to see that oh wow she's doing so well you know Sargam's mm-hmm. you know doing this so exciting um, we also feel motivated to do the same so um, okay. I'm really I'm really um, uh, keen that to see more people doing more of uh, you know motivating exciting works that they love they're passionate about and I'm sure after listening to this podcast people will be inspired to take up that creative project that probably is lying somewhere in their back shelf yes thank you so much Shoba for inspiring I have a short segment which is called the rapid fire so I'll ask some uh, interesting questions and probably have to answer it quickly Okay, Sargam. Thank you. <laughs> I'm oh, ready. Okay, so your favorite movie? Om Shanti Om. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. <laughs> your your favorite quote? Um, live in the moment. Wow. Um, your favorite holiday destination? I would want to, I haven't been there. I want to go to Egypt, actually, to see the pyramids. So I don't know if that's a holiday destination. (laughs) But anywhere where there's a seaside, I would love to go. So that would be a holiday destination. Great. Um, Your favorite superhero? (sighs) Superhero? I would say uh, James Bond. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He looks suave always. <laughs> Great. Your favorite book? I would say uh, Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Um, who gives you inspiration? Mm. A person maybe who has really inspired you a lot. I would say Dada Vaswani. Mm. After writing his story, I've, I've been feeling the subtle effects of all his teachings coming into my life in different ways. So I would say he's inspired me in many ways. Wonderful. Okay, that was the end of our rapid fire. <laughs> Thank you. I hope I did well. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, and the other question that I want to ask you is, what is in, in, in line? You know, what is that we look forward to for Shobha now in 2022? Uh, Shobha is going to get over her fear of public speaking. Ah, wonderful. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, she's working on another book. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she's uh, training and she'll do more uh, coaching. So a mindset coach. She's uh, practicing and training to becoming a mindset coach. And if people want to reach out to you, um, how can they connect with you? They can send me an email, shobanehalani at gmail.com. Okay, great. And I'll also publish the email and uh, your Instagram page for any person who wants to connect with you or wants to know more about your work or even compliment for you for the work that you've done and uh, send appreciation for that. 
So thank you, Shobha, for a wonderful conversation. And I'm sure it's going to inspire so many other people, especially women, you know, uh, with the kind of work that you're doing. And God bless you in this journey. And may the coming year be super successful for you. Thank you, Sargam Mishra. Thank you, Sargam. It has been beautiful and wonderful. And God bless you too. All the success for your upcoming book as well. Thank you so much. Means a lot to me.